0: To our podcast.
1: Rebecca's taught you absolutely loads about healing hasn't she yeah. and you're all knowledgeable now see you get knowledge but then you've got to put it into practice that 's the key thing uh, so anyway she's taught you it all um, so we're going to be looking at healing specifically and the words of knowledge remember last week um, we were just concentrating on the gifts of the Spirit, we were just saying, these are a way in which God speaks to us, brings revelation to us, and we have got to learn to flow in them. Uh, As it just says, you know, Paul says, earnestly desire the higher gifts. So one of those higher gifts is healing the miraculous and learning to flow in it. But I wanted just to get a feedback of some of your testimonies of healing. So Chris, I know that you have a testimony of healing. So, do you want to share? What was it like? It's not so much sharing the testimony of healing, but what was it like praying for the person? What was difficult? What was easy? Um, did it have a formula? How did you go about it? Um, you just think about
2: the-
1: healing. We're talking about.
2: Yeah, but
1: when saying, I have a testimony. Do you think about some testimony or just a- No, do, random- you, run, your, your experience of praying for people to be healed, yeah. and. What was it like? I
2: don't
1: <laughs> uh, do you, just,
2: I think the just Hang like on it. a minute.
1: Just Do you want to pass that round so that people can hear? I don't
2: Ooh. think they pick it up, there
1: do
2: they? Okay. Well, I think it's amazing that we can pray for, for healing. Um, <laughs> um, how was the experience? So the, well, I can just say the news thing. Like this, this one lady who had this, what was it called? Pankratidish thing. No, it. yeah, Pankratidish. <laughs> it's a German expression. Anyways, um, and what, what you ask, what's it like? What's it like?
1: <laughs>
2: no was praying for Yeah. Did you feel
1: like, did you was feel or did you feel Yeah. Your
2: yeah. When the, uh, like sometimes when I pray for people, there's a lot of doubt sometimes to be honest. And sometimes it's just not. And, and there was uh, this whole day was just, I was so filled with, I just, Totally felt like the presence of God was all around me and in me. And I was really aware of his presence. So there was suddenly a lot of trust. There was a lot of peace, actually, a lot of joy. And and really also this willingness, actually, to see stuff happening, to see people set free. So there was this, this lady, and then um, so Nikki and me, we prayed for her. And then I felt like, I know, I didn't even think about it, like what I was supposed to pray or something. I just felt the Holy Spirit was just doing something in me, so I kind of like just started to manifest or to scream. And then Did you suddenly... Find that this... easy to do? Hmm? Did you find that easy No, I had to. I had to engage with it. I really had to actually... Because it's a weird thought, but like, what does the scream mean? What is it? Because there's stuff happening in the invisible that we don't actually see, right? So I was like, I had to overcome. So had the lady come and said, I've got pancreatitis? She, yeah, yeah, she came. Okay. She came and was saying she needs prayer because she has their pain. And um, so then we prayed for her, and suddenly I felt this say it, like, screaming. So I just had to overcome this thought of, actually, it's ridiculous, because there's stuff going on in our minds then. But actually, I wanted to follow the Spirit, so I was just doing what the Holy Spirit said, and then I screamed, and suddenly, like, just power came over her, and she, like, fell on the floor. Um, and then she started to, I know, to, to laugh, to cry, Um cry. And then after 10, 15 minutes, she was like, "Oh, I'm healed! I'm healed! I'm healed!" And it's something we couldn't see, like because we it was in her, in her body. I don't know if they...
3: Um, perhaps I uh, speak about um, a conversation um, I had with a. He's not a homeless uh, a guy, but it, uh, he looks uh, like a homeless uh, guy in the park uh, near the uh, near the bridge. I met him uh, before, and in one of these um, conversations, he said to me that. His eyes, um, he had an eye disease um, or problems uh, with his uh, eyes that he could see only uh, perhaps 40% or something like uh, this. And then God uh, spoke to me that he would like to heal him and sort of, First time, I was a little bit insecure, um, and I made a too long introduction or something like like this before I wanted to start. And then uh, <clears throat> other guys, um, he the guy uh, was sitting in the park, and other guys then invited him to have a cigarette with him and then God told me um, not to wait Um, and when I met him uh, a few days uh, later um, and this uh, this was really interesting for me this experience I know that I uh, will see him And in in this authority, I walked through the garden and in this awareness, and this uh, this was really uh, good for me. And um, I asked him um, about his eyes, and then I prayed only a short prayer. Um, It was more a commanding. Um, what god, god shows me in this uh, this uh, moment <clears throat> yes and then um when i saw him i missed to ask him um after my uh, prayer um but he asked me how I was praying, or, or if if another person was was there, because he heard two voices, and that that was for me a, a sign that God is working right now. Um, and when I can explain it like uh, this, and therefore I forgot to ask him ab- uh, about his eyes when I met him the next time. Um, He said, no, it's not better, but I thought that his eyes were looking clearer. Um, And he said or told me um, also that he felt like a warm feeling in his uh, eyes, but he said uh, his his, his eyes aren't better, but I'm really sure that God, Perhaps it's a more process uh, for him but I'm really sure that uh, God will heal him
1: so in this whole process you uh, discovered that you have to be quick when God said pray Yeah. you really need to,
3: yeah, to that's that was my you learning
1: you spend time peripheral something else will happen
3: mm-hmm. you know? Yeah.
1: Um, and then eventually you did get the opportunity to pray mm.
4: think for for me the most recent one is a is a being healed rather than a, a praying for healing and i'll let rachel speak about the details of that one because it was it was from her but i have um, like a fairly painful condition on my knee um causes a lot of discomfort it means unfortunately my leg isn't as, as good as it could be um and it's quite i have to manage the symptoms but it's constantly painful i woke up this one day and it was great and i was just sort of like Busying about myself, really, really not worrying about <laughs> it. Um, and Rich was like, how's your knee? I was like, you know, funny you should ask. Like, it's really good today. Like, it's the best it's been in about six months since I went to the physio. And I haven't done the exercises. She was like, oh, I was praying for you yesterday. I was like, oh, well, definitely out, out of the blue, just like a sudden, suddenly better. That, that was really good. Um, definitely had an effect. And in terms of praying for people, it's not so much physical, but the most notable one is praying for healing emotionally upon members of my family and then seeing really radical changes, either, even if that's just in the, in the realization that they come forward and like, oh, I really need help with this. Or if they like come and speak with the rest of the family and be like, oh, I've been feeling like this, but I feel really great. It's been, it's been an exciting journey.
1: It just covers the whole Yeah. Whether it's your emotions, whether it's something
4: physical, whether it's something
0: demonic, it's just like a banner term we're using, okay? Yeah. Um, I'll just explain like what happened about when I was praying for Rob's knee. Um, it was at the meeting with Catherine and um and she was like calling out all these symptoms and stuff. And I just really felt in my heart like my knee started to ache a little bit and I was like, Oh, that's not mine. And so like how you said before, and I was like, that doesn't belong to me. And it was my left knee, and that's your bad one, isn't it? Um and and I was like, Oh, I'm just gonna start to like pray for Rob. So I just did and and really felt like my pain left the my knee. Um and then the the morning after as well, when we were in the the meeting and she was like oh you need to like picture in your mind like you like because she she said about her the her arthritis and, and how it like tried to get into her hands but she imagined herself as like an old lady like playing the piano and having like really subtle um sorry really like fingers that just worked really well um and so like in my mind I started to imagine Rob like being an old man but still being able to like run and climb and do all the things that like he loves to do um with like no pain in his name and started to like speak in tongues and she said do it till you like get the joy um so i just kept going and kept going and i couldn't feel it and i was like "Oh, but i felt it lift yesterday but i just couldn't so i just kept going and then eventually it was like ah! <laughs> um and I started to, like, manifest and stuff. And that's when I text Rob, like, how's it feeling? And he was like, oh, well, it's been feeling better since I woke up. So I was like, oh, well, that's, like... fab You felt pain in your knee and then you thought
3: about it called
0: it. I think that, yeah, I think she... And then I... Because I'd felt the pain and then I think... I can't remember if she called it or not. I just remember praying. She called out lots of symptoms, and I know one of them was the back. And that I think I was thinking about your back as well because he, he gets pain in his back. So I was just like, just start to pray for him, and then my knee started to hurt, and I was like, oh, like that's not mine. So, um, yeah. I mean, the the there was because I have prayed for lots of people in different contexts, but quite often you know, it would just be a line of people. And sometimes you just never know whether people are healed. And, and it, it really depended. Because sometimes you pray for a line of people and it's like, you kind of don't have any faith at all. <laughs> and it was, not, not, it was one of those times when I didn't really feel like anything was happening and this guy was one of the people. And it, he got healed from his deafness. And I can't say that there was great power. It felt like anything. Um, it just, you know, just happened.
1: We're going to um, today we're going to predominantly watch a, a video by Randy Clark. It's quite a long one. It takes about an hour an hour and 20 minutes, so I'm not speaking for long. You're going to listen to Andy, Randy Clark. Uh, he's going to talk about the success of healing, and of course, he just sees miracle after miracle after miracle. He does another talk, an hour and 20 minutes, about the defeat of healing, where he talks for an hour and 20 minutes about how everything didn't work out. I'm not I'm sparing you that one. <laughs> I played it once to one school and they said, "When are we going to get to the successes?" <laughs> anyway, um but it is worth just saying that if you venture out on this whole thing about I want to see people healed miraculously, you'll see quite a number who aren't. And you've just got to be prepared for that. It's no easy way of saying it, you know, it's like, I'd love for you to realize that everybody would be healed straight away, but you, it won't be like that. And sometimes it can be really painful, particularly if it's somebody that you are aware of, that you know very well, uh, and you're praying for them and they're not healed, and you've been praying a long time. It can really knock you, you know. So if you understand that right at the beginning, at least you're aware. Uh, but what I'd encourage you to say is, if you don't pray for people, you don't see anybody healed. So you've got to start. And you've just got to start with that realization that at this moment in time, some people aren't getting healed. Now, as to the whys and wherefores of that, I don't think I'm, I'm wise enough to understand it. I, I see some things, I mean, simple things like Jesus says, you need faith. So somewhere along the line, you or the person or the environment, there has to be faith. And if there isn't faith... You not gain anywhere, right? So that's one little thing. One thing, it can be a demon, and you don't recognize it's a demon. And you're trying to do something else, and it's a, a demon. If you remember the video we watched last week, Bill Sabritsky, the lady had responded to the word of knowledge about a bleeding bowel. We all probably would have set off praying for this bowel to get healed. What did Bill Sabritsky do? Follow Holy Spirit. I'm just going to pray for your left ear. And command a spirit to leave. As he did that, I don't think he prayed for a bowel. He just commanded that to leave, and she sat down and she was healed of that bowel condition. So there's another reason why you know if you if you're not listening to Holy Spirit or you or you're just in the focus of what's my next thing to do? I'm going to pray now. I've I've got the word of knowledge. I got the bowel. So come on, (laughs) let's pray. And then you're missing to follow Holy Spirit. Then you, you miss that and then the person can get healed and you think, oh, why? Well, that's one another example. Um, Jesus took people out of unbelief situations and moved them away. So, you know, the environment can have an impact. If you're stood in a group of people who are just not believing and you're trying to pray with them, it's surprising how that environment can impact. And he used to take people aside to pray. I mean, just, you know, putting the mark on myself here, I remember praying with Sharon for, I think it was her sister, and I was just feeling in a rotten mood, rotten state of mind. After a while, she said, Alan, will you get out of the room? There's just too much unbelief in you. (laughs) I had to get out of the room. (laughs) She was doing the same thing as what Jesus did, you know, to move somebody away from an atmosphere where there's just unbelief, really. Yeah, it was Shem. Yeah, it was Shem. I think, well, there might have been Shem and June praying, and I was with them. So, you know, it's just, you know, that sort of realization that even the environment, and if you're not aware of that, and you're trying to pray for the person, nothing happens. How many times do I have to pray for the sick then? And it's because you're not really tuning in to the Holy Spirit and and following him. And, of course, he's the one who knows what to do, isn't he? Um, I'm going to play a piece of music because... It makes, this makes me, I suppose I feel like this. Most times I'm praying for somebody. Um, when I can find it. Uh, 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 uh. It's not there. Well, I won't play a piece of music. For some reason, it's gone. No, I can't. It's banjos. <laughs> is it,
2: is it oh, all
1: oh, right. Oh, that's a f- like a folder. Agricultural miracles. feels of victory. No, that's not. So we want to go back. How do we go back? Does that do it? Okay, so I can't play you my piece of music; it's disappeared. Um, anyway, I was going to play a piece of music called Dueling Banjos, and it starts off with a, a guy that can only just learns to play the banjo, struggling, trying to follow somebody who's very proficient. Um, Dueling banjos. Dueling banjos. Yeah.
0: Can you plug it in, Chris? Okay.
4: Yeah. I oh, need that. <laughs> this is an advert. you to the video? Yeah.
1: No, well, you don't need. It's, it's the music you want to listen to, not the video. Okay, well,
0: I'll plug this in on here so then you can at least hear it. You need to do that. Huh? You need to put it onto there.
1: You want that? Can we open some of the windows? It's rather warm in here, isn't it? Should we put the aircon on? There we go. This is it. So just think of yourself and the Holy Spirit, and you're praying for the sick. Don't listen to the Driver Brother bits. <laughs> we must be playing it off the film.
3: So just so you know, the
0: boy playing the banjo is blind. Can't see anything, so he's just listening to him play the guitar.
1: That'll that'll do. I think you've got the idea there. You can see at the beginning it was very difficult to learn how to play this music, or you know, in my language, to pick up the the language of the spirits, to follow what he's saying, to recognise it, to follow it precisely. But the thing is, we've been created such; we're brand new creations, and we're able to. And as he joined in and created that lovely music that's what it feels like when you actually move with the holy spirit it feels like wow (laughs) i'm doing something i know that i can do and it's just wonderful um sometimes we we get a bit anxious about you know can god really do everything can he heal everything especially if you're facing a what seems to be an enormous problem in front of you um but i put together some scriptures And it's always lovely, I find, to read a group of scriptures together. Um, and Anyway, just see what you think. Jesus went about all the cities and villages, teaching in their synagogues, preaching the gospel of the kingdom, and healing every sickness and every disease among the people. And Jesus departed from there, skirted the Sea of Galilee, and went up on the mountain. And he sat down there. Then great multitude came to him, having with them those who were lame, blind, mute, maimed, and many others, and they laid them down at Jesus' feet, and he healed them. So the multitude marveled when they saw the mute speaking, the maimed made whole, the lame walking, and the blind seeing, and they glorified the God of Israel. Now when the sun was a setting, and all those who had anyone sick with various diseases brought them to him, and he laid their, his hands on every one of them and healed them, and the whole multitude sought to touch him, for power went from him and he healed them all. For this purpose, the Son of God was manifested, that he might destroy the works of the devil. And it's just like everything, anything you can ever think of, he healed. You know, the maimed, can you imagine, you know, you can see um, uh, soldiers that have been in, in you know, war situations, they've lost limbs, it maimed, he healed them all. That means that their legs grew back and their hands grew back, you know. Uh, people who were demonized, he told the demons to go. People who had any mental illness were healed. People who were dumb could never speak, all of a sudden could speak. People who couldn't hear, all of a sudden could hear. As he laid his hand, hands on them, all of them became well. And the same Jesus is with you. The same Jesus, right? He's with you. And it's that same Holy Spirit with you. And as we begin to have confidence and trust in him, we start to see this stuff happening around us. Um, I mean, Rebecca's taught you well about the healing being in the atonement, that it was, it's given to us. Um, in Isaiah, in the Old Testament, it says, By his stripes we are healed. But in the New Testament, it says, by whose stripes you were healed it's in that past tense so that's um, one Peter two verse 24 so we're in that position now we are healed. Jesus has done everything necessary for us, so as we mix our faith with it, we start to see the the, the result um, Yes, one Peter, one peter two verse 24 it quotes that um, Isaiah prophecy, but puts it into the past tense now. Okay? So, you know, for, it says, For this purpose the Son of God was manifested that he might destroy the works of the devil. So all sickness is from the devil. Right? God doesn't give sickness. Sickness comes in various forms. It can be like my shoulder, an accident. You know, I slip over and break my shoulder. That's not a demon. It's not a, um, you know, something medically going wrong with me. It's an accident and I broke a bone, right? But still, Jesus can heal it, <laughs> all right? But it could be that I was, uh, let's make something into that's a bit fictitious. You know, I'm taking some sort of drug. I'm out of my mind and I fall over and break my shoulder. Now I've got two things going on here you know, there's a, I'm taking drugs that have, you know, made me unbalanced and I'm falling over. I'm not just praying for my shoulder. and praying about this drug issue. So when you come to a person, they're complex. They're not just a simple one thing fixes all or one formula sorts it all out. It's never like that. It's more rely on Holy Spirit. Whatever you're faced with, rely on him and he'll show you what to do so that learning to listen learning to feel you know that prompt recognizing oh that might be a word of knowledge then <laughs> so i'm gonna have a go at it you know and what she told you to do there about m- imagining being that old person but totally well you know it's calling those things that aren't although they were um it's you know, there's that scripture which talks about, you know, speak to the mountain and tell it to go. Well, it's like being able to look through the mountain of the problem, the knee, and seeing what's on the other side of the mountain, which is a perfectly healthy knee, even into your old age. Well, that's what I'm going to declare is the truth. So I declare that which isn't there at the moment as though it is. That's another part of what it is to walk with God and the confidence that God gives us. Um I've seen quite a number of healings uh, over the time, and I've written a few down just to remind me. But it's, all of them, most of them are, are different. You, know, you have to approach it in different ways. So one of the first ones was a, dead, a, a baby that was in a lady's womb that was dead. Um, we, gosh, I was only a young Christian then, and gosh, I, I didn't really know much at all. And she came into church on an early Sunday morning. There was about five of us. Irving was there um, and a few others. And we were preparing for the service, actually. And she walked in and she just was sobbing, saying, I've been to the hospital. They've checked my baby. And unfortunately, there's no heartbeat. The baby's dead. Uh, I've got to go back the following week for, I don't know what they do, but she's going back for some procedure. Um, so we prayed. And... You know, it's a bit like there was about five of us laying hands on her, praying, praying all sorts of prayers, because <laughs> you just wanted this baby to live, didn't you? And you didn't, we didn't know how to do it, yeah. so we just prayed. And what we're going to learn in this video as we watch Randy Clark is grace trumps everything. And I think it was just the grace of God was there because this baby came back to life, this baby was born, grew up, around our church. It was just exciting to see, you know, that you're involved in seeing this little baby come back to life. Um, a lad came in. He was late teens, probably about 18 or 19, and he had schizophrenia. He came with his dad, and his dad asked me to pray for him. So, you know, I can teach you a five-step model on how to pray for people, you know, interview them, find out what's wrong listen to God from God's point of view, find out what's wrong, lay your hands on them, pray the appropriate prayer, whatever you feel God's prayer is for them, and then um, interview them at the end, maybe give them some direction. Remember, Jesus said to the the leper, go and show yourself to the priest. Some sort of direction at the end. But I often find that, although it's a nice starting point, it's not really where you <laughs> where you go. I, you know, schizophrenia, how do you pray for schizophrenia? Don't know. So you have to ask Holy Spirit, you know, what on earth am I doing here? So I, it was a demon. So I told this demon to go, the lad manifested. Two years, they came back and said, I've been totally free for two years. And it's just... Get, get involved with it. You know, It's just exciting that we can be involved with seeing somebody you know, with that terrible condition set free. Um, I think I told you this one last week. There was a lady who came forward for prayer for she had very poor eyesight, very thick glasses, uh, couldn't read you know, any, if you imagine a big post on the wall, she wouldn't have been able to read it. And as we were praying, this strong smell of nicotine came so we commanded a spirit of nicotine to leave. She manifested. She took the glasses off and she could read perfectly. Now, why? I don't know why nicotine gla- eyesight are linked together. I have no clue. And if you try to work it out in your mind, in the end, you struggle because your mind ain't big enough to know where God's going with it. Because there was another lady. I walk, just walked past her in church and um, as I walked past her, uh, I felt the Holy Spirit say, Pray for her potassium level. I turned around and said, Okay, uh, I think I need to pray for your potassium level. I no clue what. I presume we have potassium in this. I haven't no clue. So <laughs> I just, in the name of Jesus, command your potassium level to increase. She was shaking all over as the power of God hit her. She's crying. And, okay. The following day, I didn't know this, she was due in hospital for a hysterectomy. She goes into hospital to have the hysterectomy. They send her home saying, there's no need for you to have it. You're totally well. Go home. Irving tells me there's no link between potassium and um, the need for hysterectomy. But I feel it's like one of those, follow Holy Spirit, because he will show you what to do, okay? Words of knowledge, um, you know, they are a way in which God brings that... uh, If we can learn as a group of people that the word of knowledge is the word of God coming to you, you can invest your faith in that word, a bit like you did. Ooh, this is something from God. Now you invested your faith in it. And the result is somebody who gets a better knee, right? So it's it's the same. What happens mostly in Western churches is we, you know, it's a bit like that video-watching, You know, Bill Spitzky says, there's a degenerated back condition. So nobody responds. You're on the left-hand side. Nobody responds. You're in the 10th row. Oh, I better stand up then. (laughs) It's a bit like that. You know, we want it to be the really spot on. But really, once the word is given, it contains within it everything necessary. You know, it's God speaking. So we need to invest our faith into the word of knowledge and find that healing coming. So many examples, you know, people's knees being healed, ankles being healed. I remember she was uh, in her 80s and had this word of knowledge. This lady here sprained her ankle. You know, she puts her hand up and people gathered around her, prayed for her, and instantly she was healed. And It's just lovely. Let's get doing it. Um, Dyspepsia, um, some stomach condition, word of knowledge again. Lady responds, totally healed. For myself, um, at one stage, I had piles. So I thought, well, how am I going to deal with that now? How do I pray for myself regarding this this condition? So I began to do something similar to you. I looked, imagined a mountain, and I looked through the mountain and saw myself without any piles. So I declare now on this side of the mountain, I don't have any piles as I'm looking through the mountain to myself being free of piles. Within two weeks, totally gone. So I, was, I, I began to realize there was something about this calling, those things that aren't as though they are now, and beginning to declare it for myself. So I had, at one stage, um, like a facial wart here. So What am I going to do with that one then? So I started putting my finger on it saying, I now declare that I don't have this anymore to speak to it and tell it to go within a few days the thing dried up and fell off, fell off in my hand actually <laughs> It's just like oh, alright, thank you, I'm beginning to learn things about this I, in a situation where I'm actually can deal with situations in my life having said all these things you now God doesn't send any sickness I know that people I'll just give you the example of Kath um, God is able to use anything for anything. He never sends sickness to you. He never uses it to make you, you know, I'm going to send you this so that you learn and grow and mature and all that stuff. No. But certainly in the situation of having a sickness, he can use it. He just is big enough to do it. So Kath had bowel cancer and she'll tell you now, I am so glad I had it because I would never have wanted to miss that relationship with my God. Through the whole process of being healed, she just grew in her relationship with God. Does she say God gave a sickness? No, she doesn't at all. But enjoyed the whole process with God. So wonderful. Um, I remember, Lady. See again, how does word and knowledge work? Well, for me, it's like you hear it in you. You know, it's like for me, it comes as a my own thought instantly comes, instantly goes. I have to grab it. It's not the only way, but that's how it comes for me. Um, so a group of people have this thought, womb. Oh, no, I didn't have this thought. I was doing what um, Paul did. I looked across, saw a woman right at the back, looked, and as soon as I looked at her, the thought came, womb. I said, you've got a problem with your womb. She turns to her husband, says, ah, never told you. I do have something. She walks up. As she's coming up the aisle like that, I just release the kingdom of God. Boom! hit her. <laughs> God hit her, she was healed. And so it's like learning to combine with all of that that God does. And it's a learning process, a bit like those banjos. And it's a, a bit strange to say, but it's a bit like trying to feel your way, really. Trying to feel your way. Um, I remember a lady with a frozen shoulder um, she couldn't move her arm from about here somewhere. It was just a restricted movement. I'm praying for her for quite some time, nothing was happening. Then had this impression. It was more of an impression than anything. So it's again a word of knowledge. Have you got any problems with your sister? So she initially said, no, 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 I'm all right. And then you thought, hang on a minute, Holy Spirit, you are prompting me with this. So I just asked again, are you sure? She said, okay, yes, all right, I do. So, said, well, would you like to forgive your sister? Okay, I'll, I will. So it's a bit like gritted teeth, really. I forgive my sister. <laughs> a bit like that. And instantly her arm went, boom, in the air. And it's like the forgiveness was the link to getting that physical healing. So again, you have to follow Holy Spirit. So there's no point giving you a formula. All I can give you more is, Trust Holy Spirit. Follow him. Go with it. Take a risk. Sometimes it takes a long period of time to pray for someone. Um, I mean, there was that testimony on Facebook the other day. Blind lady, totally blind, false eyes. Um, got prayed for in Brazil every night of an evangelistic crusade. On the last night gets prayed three times. The, the evangelist says, what now, God? Commands there to be Light. And she feels heat in the back of her eyes, screaming. And then a few days later, eyeballs are formed and the glass eyes are out and she can see perfectly. But that's a process she's gone through of being prayed for. If you ask Hannah, you know, she prayed for somebody who was in a wheelchair. Well, 40 odd minutes of praying for her. You know, it's, it's a bit of persistence sometimes necessary. If you feel the whole things going you know, sometimes people will tell you, stop praying. I've had that. Don't do any more prayer. You you have to stop. But sometimes it's a bit like we stop because we don't know what else to say. But really, it might be just you need to stick in there. I mean, Hannah said, I'm not going until I see you out of this chair. And it was after that that the the healing came for the lady. So sometimes there's a need to press in and invest time. I mean, Celia has a tremendous... um, healing testimony of a a deaf and dumb lad that she prayed for but that she prayed for over an hour with this guy prayed and prayed and prayed kept just kept soaking him in the presence of god most of us would run away from that because well it's been uh, 30 seconds and i don't know what else to do so sometimes persistence is necessary okay um Jesus has given you power and authority as we've looked at. You know, we know that we have power and authority. Go and use it. If you sit on it, nothing happens. If you go and invest it, you discover something. You begin. He begins to teach you. It says that the anointing teaches you all things. And that what it means by that is, as you've started investing yourself in this, he begins to teach you. And he begins to show you and begin to put the fill dots together, okay? Um, I said I would give you some more insights of words of knowledge and how they come. Um, so, a word of knowledge, again, is God giving you some information about something. It often is linked to healing, but not always, okay? How do they, How do words of knowledge come? Well, for myself, it's like a thought, my own thought. So, if you are judging yourself and, oh, it's just me thinking, then you'll ignore it. You won't even take note of it. And I find, for me, it's so fleeting. It comes and goes so quickly that I can even miss it. You know. So I do purposefully have to, if that thought comes, I have to get hold of it and then use it. Right? Um, it can be that you just know that you know that you know that something here. You just know it in your knower. Um, it can be a picture, you know, you can see a picture in you know, on your mind's eye. You can see it. You realize that that's what it is. You've got to deal with it. Okay. It can be word thoughts like subtitles or, or mine, which is a bit more fleeting. I'd call it word thought pains, just like you've had, you know, there's checks in you. Oh, oh that wasn't mine. So I'm going to pray for the person. I'm going to say it, um, Watching Jesus work, it's like, you, oh, it's there on that person's body and you can see it. So that's where you pray for. You've got a word of knowledge. Um, words just blurted out. You know, it's just, you say them and you wish that you'd brought, you know, get hold of them again. <laughs> just, why did I say that? <laughs> you've just spoken it out. You know, remember the lady with the ankle. It was a bit like that. There's a lady here with the, I'm thinking, why am I saying these words? But she was there. And God healed her. Um, I think I told you about the John Wimber one where he sees the name of the lady that the man was having an affair with right across the man's head, you know. So it can be like that, that sort of thing. So they might come to you in different ways, but I would encourage you to get hold of them or ask for them. It's like um, earnestly desire the higher gifts. If you don't, Ask if you don't go purposely round seeking, then you probably don't come. So go ask, go seek. Get people. If you notice somebody is moving in words and knowledge, get them to pray for you because it can come by impartation. So ask them, pray for me, so I may move in words and knowledge. Why do we want to do all this stuff? Jesus, who loves us, wants us whole, wants to see us free. It's the motivation is love. It's not so that we can have all of these things notched on our belt. Oh, look at all this stuff that I can do. It is so that we get to join in with him. Uh, He never, he didn't save you so that you could just sit around until you go to heaven. He saved you so that you could be involved with him in the extension of the kingdom, in whatever it looks like, in your sphere, wherever you are, whether you're at university, at home, uh, at work, he wants you involved with it okay and you know it's everyday life that's where we're to be you know are you living a supernatural life that marks you out as somebody living a supernatural life because you're called to it this is your (laughs) identity now as a new creation a supernatural life um you know you're there you're called to go out and lay hands on the sick and and destroy the works of the devil you only have to be around somebody who's ill to realize a God of love doesn't like this. <laughs> he doesn't want it. There are loving ways to help people uh, through situations. But there's also wonderful ways of seeing people being healed. So I'm talking about miraculous healing here. You know, um, Becca's taught you a lot about believing the truth so that you can walk in health with yourself, right? Living that way in health. But here I'm talking about miraculous healing. And that's those scriptures i read you just shows that Jesus does it all the time. And we're encouraged to have a go at doing it.
0: Thank you for listening to the iDestiny podcast. For further information, check out www.idestiny.org.uk.